world and this relatively new show burst onto the scene, The Muppet Show, remember? Okay, so anyway, episode five, I actually didn't know it was episode five until I did the research this week, but episode five had Rito Marino, and, and so in it, you had a couple of good skits. One was the Swedish chef, remember? Okay, so here's what the Swedish chef did, okay? He made pancakes, and as he flips the pancakes, they get stuck on the ceiling. So what did he do? What does he do? He gets out a shotgun and shoots them down. <laughs> I mean, I'm 53, and that's still funny. And then the skit, okay, with Rita Marino and, and, and Animal. Remember the drummer? Okay, like, Animal is like my favorite dude of all time, right? Okay, he's singing the song Fever, and, 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 and Animal is stepping all over her vocal lines with his percussion track. And finally, at the end of the song, she takes the cymbals, you know, the boot, and bam! gets animals head in the symbols right and then he releases the symbols and animals like that's my kind of woman <laughs> this last week or a week before last or something npr did a survey top 25 muppets of all time top 25 muppets of all time they asked their pop culture happy hour listeners and and there's a bunch of criteria that they had um and um if you want uh, to take objection to it. Um, don't take it with me. Number 25, Count Van Count. Okay, so these could be Muppets, because Muppets were in the 60s even, right? Sesame Street, late 60s. Okay, Count Van Count, Dr. Teeth, Bert, Elmore, Scooter. Okay, 25 to 20. 20, number 20, Snuffleupagus, Sweetums, then Ernie, Sam the Eagle, Pepe the King Prawn. Remember Pepe? <laughs> number 15, Janice, and then Big Bird. Okay, Oscar the Grouch, Rizzo the Rat. Number 10, Statler and Waldorf. Remember the two old dudes that like stood up in the box, you know? And they were just like critical of everything. Some of you, that's how I think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. And the Swedish chef doing, you never can understand him. Of course, that might be what it means to be Swedish. Work, work, you know, Miss Piggy. Shockingly, Miss Piggy is number seven on the list. Number eight on the list, rather. Some would say that's a karate chop air. Fuzzy Bear, then Grover. Number five, Rolf. Okay, remember the dog? I remember the skip. Okay, the orthopedic surgeon who's gone to the dogs. I just love that one. Okay, Beaker's number four. Animal, yes, number three. Gonzo, number two. And seriously, Kermit gets to be number one. I thought it wasn't easy being green. At any rate, I used to hate lists. Okay, just absolutely hated lists. Okay especially when it comes to matters of faith. I don't know, people don't really know this about me, but I don't like lists, I don't like rules, I'm kind of a little bit antinomianistic inside of me, so it's this battle that I wrestle with, and especially when it comes to matters of faith. If you came to me with a list, it always seemed to me like the list could become the God as opposed to being a conduit to serving and living for God. And I think I've changed my mind. Not without the usual caveat expressed above, but because I've made one list kind of a centerpiece to my personal spiritual formation. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Paul likes himself a good list. The aforementioned one in Galatians 5:22 to 23. There's one in Colossians 3:8, 3:12. Basically, the, all of Colossians 3 is a big, huge list. Ephesians 6:10, armor of God. We know that one. And today's text. It's a list, right? It's a list. It's a list that invites us to think about our lives, about our behavior, 
true and honorable and just, pure and lovely and commendable, excellent and worthy of praise. So, let's get into the text. Just two verses. You've already got a hint as to what the memory work might be for this week. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Gordon Fee argues that lists like this would have been common in the ancient Near Eastern world. Okay, it was kind of the vibe of of the philosophers of the day trying to create a a list of uh, behavior that one should engage in, right? And so it would be a uh, kind of, well, kind of like today when we have things like the golden rule, okay? Um, uh, There was a recent article in the New York Times. They asked their listeners, what are kind of the rules that you live by? One was mentioned was the golden rule. One was the question, what if everyone did that? What if everyone did that? Whatever that might be. This one I especially love, your wake defines you. Think about it. Wait for it. Your wake, W-A-K-E, wake, the thing that comes out from a boat, defines you. I kind of think that's true. I really do. Okay, how about this one? Be the person your dog thinks you are. Fee argues that a list would have been common in the ancient Near Eastern world. Paul takes something from the common vernacular and gives it a larger context. And obviously, it's rooted in God. And it is expressed in his life. Paul says, I do these things because of this purpose. It's a reason, the list to which we aspire. But it's also a strategy, right? Like, if you're trying to engage with someone who's not a follower of Jesus Christ, if you can look at their life, or if you can look at a common experience and say, wow, that's something pretty cool. If you can find a bridge in contemporary culture, give it a larger meaning, and basically say, hey, the thing that you're searching for, the thing that you're expressing, the thing that you're admiring is rooted in Christ, because Christ is the creator of all things. And that makes sense, right? The, the search that we engage, okay, the, the, the way that we pursue things for good or for bad, for intimacy, for friendships, the, even the addictions that people have. And, and the person who's at the, at, at the moment of, of greatest vulnerability with their addiction Is it not a cry searching for something larger than themselves? Searching for medicine to make them feel better? Searching for an escape from the reality or the pain of the world? And and can't we as followers of Christ come alongside a person who's engaged in that search and say, hey, you're in the middle of a spiritual battle. And if you've ever talked to someone who has an addiction— if you've ever talked to someone who's attempted to fulfill the desire that exists in their soul through, through relationships that they move from spot to spot to spot, you know there's a deep longing and inexpressible pain that they are attempting to fill. And we can say, hey, the thing that exists in your life will never be filled until it's filled with God. 
And so Paul creates this list, creates this thing that would have been familiar to his readers, to his listeners, to the culture of the day, making an argument that a life with Jesus Christ is so compelling, so overwhelmingly good. Paul's arguing that Paul's world and our world finds its expression in so many different things. And Paul says that search is real. And what Christ offers is a better temporal solution than anything that's out there. And a solution with an eternal reality that is something beyond unique. It is something beyond expectation, hope, or even imagination. List. What is true? At the heart of this is, is Paul's life purpose, right? Because we encounter this, and some people, some people push, push strongly against when someone says, well, what is true? And then someone else will say, well, that's your truth, okay? And, and what we really mean by that, even though people might argue it, is that's your experience, okay? My truth is my experience. Your truth is your experience, okay? And, and we can wrestle with that. And some of us who are really philosophically astute, you say, no, there must be absolute truth. And okay, fine, whatever, you know, however you want to wrestle that. But for Paul, truth and what is true is located in the person and reality of Jesus Christ. And at the heart of what is true for Paul is the cause of Christ. What is true, what is honorable, noble, worthy of respect, these are things that are easy to understand. What is just, that's a sweet last name to have. I'm like, like I'm assured to go to heaven just on that alone, right? Nothing else matters. No, what is just, what is right, what is justice? We've talked about this before, right? What is pure, something that's not colored by evil, something that's innocent, something that's not tainted by the world or, or the world's economy, something that is not tainted by self. L lovely. Something that's lovely is, is like, okay, so like, you, you know, you hear Lee sing, right? And you're like, wow, man, that voice is just buttery, silky, smooth, and that's lovely. But lovely can also mean something that isn't um, artistic. So for the Greeks, something that would be lovely would maybe be Keith and Linda's service to the poorest of the poor along the Mexican-Texan border. Commendable. Work that is worthy of mention. Okay, behavior that you're like, wow, <laughs> that is right on. That is getting it done. Excellence explains itself. Praiseworthy. Again, these are words from Paul's culture that he would use as a bridge to move people closer to Christ, looking for a way to lower the defenses. He says, think about these things. And it's not just from an evangelistic perspective, it's also from a spiritual formation perspective. He's like, think about these things, the things that exist in my life. Paul says, think about the things that I do and think about the things that I don't do. N.T. Wright argues, think about these things, the things that are a true representation of God's creation. 
Think about these things. Give weight to these things. Ponder, embrace, try these things on. What is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise. The challenge is we often devolve to a different list, right? It's so easy to be the curmudgeon or the opposite of the list. It's so easy to be untrue, not noble, unjust, dirty. And in fact, if you want to understand the distinction between, between Paul's reality of what is true, you look at Paul's experience and the world's experience, and we see the same things true today. We're surrounded by a world that is not noble. We're surrounded by behavior that is not just. We're surrounded by things that, that aren't pure, that are ugly, that are nails on a chalkboard, that are vicious, that are blameworthy. And when we embrace the list, we distinguish ourselves in a world that desperately wants good news. Verse 9, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. So think, okay, and then do. Often we get into trouble when we don't think and then do. Think and then do. Paul says, my example. And again, it's a bold thing to say when you say, follow me. But Paul says, no, think about my example. Think about what you've learned, what you've received, what you've heard, what you've observed. The consistency with which I've lived my life. I've tried my best. Paul would say he's not perfect. Instead, in fact, Paul said he was the chief of all sinners. Yet still, the way that he lived his life was a pattern A pattern that was worthy of emulation, an example. Paul can say, I have fought and talked and been beat, and he will be beat again, and before his life is over, he'll be shipwrecked and all sorts of crazy things, and he will give his life for Christ. Paul says, practice these things, do these things. And, and personally, I wish I had done these things earlier in my life. I read this list today, and I probably would have rejected this list as a 23-year-old. And I read this list today, and I want to do these things now. What is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise. Last Friday night, Tanya and I had a couple friends over, and um, we were thinking uh, shrimp pesto pasta with uh, uh, grilled vegetables on the side. And so again, I find myself in the fresh food aisle at Cub, right? And so I'm picking out stuff, and so I pick out a couple zucchinis, and I pick out an eggplant, and then I pick out some, uh, some sweet peppers, and then they had these, uh, these uh, jalapeno peppers that were red. And so I'm like, hey, why not? Give it a go, right? And then some basil, because you need to make the pesto from the basil. And so then I'm in the checkout line, right? And I'm in Timothy's checkout line. And Timothy is just this, just this, this outstanding individual. And he's kind of like, hey, what's with all the vegetables? And I'm like, well, funny you should ask. I'm going to have some friends over, and we're going to grill these vegetables. He's like, oh, 
that sounds good. And so I explained all the things that I was going to do, and then I explained how I was going to make the, the shrimp pesto pasta and how I was going to use the basil to make the pesto. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he was just like all in, right? And, and nodding approvingly. And, and then even at the end, he suggests maybe he could even come to my house. And I'm like, yes, I, th I told him that maybe I should hand out cards with my address and he could show up. And we both laughed, right? And then I paid the bill and bagged my groceries. And at the end, he said this, I'll be praying that your meal will be perfect. And I think about that story and I think about this text. And everything about that interaction was true and honorable, and just, and pure, and lovely, and commendable, and excellent. We just got to practice the list. We got to practice seeing the list. A couple of questions that we've been wrestling with first half of this year. What do you want from me? What do you want for me? Practice. Pr practice these things. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. We often say the phrase practice makes perfect, right? And we do that to encourage our students to be, you know, rock stars, you know, in their chosen field, whether it's academics or athletics or whatever else it might be. I think the older I get, the more I wrestle with that notion. Because it's not about the attainment of something that, that is perfect, because <laughs> the vast majority of us will never be perfect. But, but practice brings peace. Practice these things brings peace. And, and it does. It, it, it does. S seeing the things that are on the list makes our lives better and makes the lives of those that are around us better. When we look for the unmistakable fingerprints of God over everything that we see, to, to do that takes practice. Living our lives, giving evidence of the fingerprints of God, that takes practice. It, it, it doesn't happen overnight. But, but, but if we practice, there, there is something absolutely extraordinary that happens. In, in that moment of greatest intensity, you know what to do. Yesterday afternoon, Tanya and I went out for a walk in the woods, and um, that's not an uncommon thing for us. And so we're wandering around, and Zella's out in front of us. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden, I see this movement up on the right, right? And, it's, and at first, you think deer, but it wasn't deer because deer aren't that dark. And, and so Zella, a uh, second she sees movement, she breaks, right? She's, you know? And, and it's, it's a mama bear. Yeah, super cool. And, and, and I, think, I think it was three cubs, but they were bigger than cubs, so 
I don't know, would a mama bear still have yearling, you know, a yearling cub? I don't know, okay? So, so there's four animals, right? Zella breaks, and we instantly realize, and so we command Zella to come back, and after a little bit of persuasion, not too much, she comes back because she's well-behaved, you know? The three cubs run across the trail. They keep on headed west. Mama Bear is not happy that we're in her woods. She turns to us. And when I say she turns to us, she turns to us at a full-blown gallop. Okay? And like, and like not happy because she was talking and she was not happy, right? And you're like, what do you do? And all these things go through your mind like, well, I'm pretty sure I could outrun Tanya. (laughs) But then how in the world could I stand here? I mean, it would be a lot easier to do a funeral, okay, than to be able to do someone else's funeral, right? You know what I'm saying? So in that moment, I'm like, okay, well, I can't outrun the bear, okay? This isn't going to work. So I just stood there and did the thing that I was supposed to do, and I got big, and I got a voice, and, and, and then Zella turns around and chases the bear off. And then I call Zella, Zella turns around, the bear turns around, charges again, And this is not any fun at all. (laughs) She does this three times, each time getting closer. The last time she stopped about 20 yards away. And I know 20 yards is a long way if you're carrying something heavy, but if something big is charging at you faster than you can run, 20 yards is not far enough. We, We practice these things so that we're ready to do life. Because quite frankly, each and every day sometimes feels like a bear is charging. A couple years ago, this young lady, Alicia Moore, did this duet with a high-flying tenor by the name of Nate Rose. The storyline is a couple in love have fallen out of love, and they're looking for a reason to go on with love. And she wants a reason to continue. You know the words, right? And I think it gets at that reality that we face in our lives. Just give me a reason. Just a little bit's enough. Just a second. We're not broken, just bent. And we can learn to love again. Can we see the list? Can we embrace the list? Please pray with me. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent. whatever is worthy of praise. Do these things. Think about these things. Embrace these things. You please stand and sing.